Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, April 3rd. Thank you guys so very much for joining us tonight. We have a very special guest on the line, um, Mike Russo, a.k.a. Hollywood Cuts. Uh, We're excited to talk to him tonight. But before we do, I'm going to turn it over to Denise. She has some beauty news for you guys, and then we'll jump right into the show. Good evening, everyone, and thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight for Beauty Talk. Um, I have some news that uh, that's not quite complete. I have to uh, confirm some of the details before I actually give that news. If we have a little time at the end of the show, um, I can have it for you then. But I just wanted to say very quickly that I'll be out over on Twitter on the Beauty Talk page. It's beauty underscore talk. And you can send your tweets there, and we'll uh, we'll get them retweeted. If you have any questions, you can put them there, and we'll make sure we get them um, on the air. Or if you also, if you have any questions for our guest tonight, as Jenny stated, you can call 914-803-4399. But tonight's show is dedicated in the memory of our friend and fellow makeup artist, A.J. Crimson. Uh, A.J. passed away on this past Wednesday and will be missed by all who cared for him. Um, our condolences go out to AJ's family, friends, clients, and to all of us who love them. Absolutely. Um, it was just a sad day, and again, our condolences go out to his family. Um, next Sunday, we will be airing a show um, that we did back in 2021, 2020, I believe, late 2020 or early 2021, where AJ was our guest. So we'll be airing that next Sunday night. Just want to remind you guys, if you have any comments and questions, just like she said, um, please give us a call, 914-803-4399. Again, that's 914-803-4399. All right, so you guys know my sister and I have been talking about this show since the very first episode we watched. And we talk about it, and we talk about it, and we talk about it. So, so far we've had um, the department head and co-department head on uh, with us to talk about um, their careers, but also talk about the show and what they do on the show. Tonight... We have the barber from the show. So I'm excited to talk um, talk about um, Michael's career as well as his time on the show. I just want to hear all about it. Not going to hold you guys any longer. I'm going to bring him on right now. Welcome to the show, Mike Russo. Hey, so I'm calling you. I'm calling you Mike. I don't know if you prefer Michael or Hollywood. What what, what should we call you? Uh, it doesn't matter at all. I'm used to all of it right now, so whatever feels comfortable for okay. you, I'm cool with. Okay, like I'll probably go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> well, first and foremost, I do want to say uh, thank you for uh, bringing me onto your platform. I uh, definitely appreciate it, and uh definitely want to give, you know, love to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for actually making this all possible for me. So just definitely want to start off the show with that. Absolutely, absolutely. And we thank him um, for laying it on our hearts to to bring you on as well. Um, So welcome to the show. Why don't you start off by um, 
Um, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about who you are and how you got started as a barber. And then I want you to go into the story of how the opportunity came about for you to work on Bel Air. Okay, no problem at all. Um, so I actually started uh, cutting hair in Kansas City, Missouri, back in 2011 uh, when I had got out of the military. I was in the Navy for about uh, four years, and uh, in that time frame, I had learned to pick up the trade of cutting hair. Uh, once I had got out, I knew I didn't want to work a regular nine-to-five. I kind of wanted to do something where I was my own boss. Uh, since I did love cutting hair, uh, I reached out to a good friend of mine named Joseph Thomas, who was located in Kansas City, Missouri as well, and Anthony Strickland also, uh, in regards to really just getting that special touch on my skill level uh, to get myself prepared for being a professional in this industry. Uh, so I used to go up to their shop, which is uh, Lanai's Studio and Barber Design, and uh, would be in there uh, pretty much throughout the whole entire day uh, just watching these two guys put in work and show how their craft um, was done. And I, I just loved it. Fell in love with it, became a passion of mine. Uh, once they felt like I had everything I needed, uh, they pointed me to the right, you know, pointed me in the right direction for what school to go to. Uh, ended up going to a school here locally in Kansas City called Ela Morris. Uh, graduated from there and actually started as a professional in 2011. Uh, now the funny thing is, a lot of people are asking me like, how did you get the name Hollywood Cuts? Like, did you always think that you would be in Hollywood cutting hair? None of that ever came to mind when I first started cutting. Actually, the way the name came up, uh, the friend that I uh, actually was learning, you know, under, Joseph Thomas, he was actually in the transition of going and opening up his own shop. Uh, we were just kind of playing around with a different few names and, you know, trying to come up with some gimmicks for the shop once he got it open. And one of the gimmicks that I came up with was Hollywood Cuts. I was like, yo, you know, you should have it where it has, like, that red carpet feel where your barbers should have their names in the stars on the floor, you know, movie posters, all that. And so ever since then, he just kind of started running with calling me Hollywood. And I just ran with it once I uh, became a professional barber myself. I love that. And so, uh, oh, yes, yeah. So, and, um, you know, it's just was fortunate once I did receive my license I ended up working in the same shop that I actually was taught in in regards to cutting. And uh, I was in uh, oh, wow. Lanage, uh up to, up until the time that I, you know, had to transition out to L.A. for Bel Air. So I was uh, at Lanage <laughs> for about 11 years, uh, you know, and uh, oh, wow. pretty much built, yeah, built my whole career out there. So shout out to uh, Mr. Harold Mitchell and Janae. Uh, they really uh, gave me that opportunity, uh, had trust in me to do, you know, what I did up there. And I'm always going to be grateful and love them for that. So uh, definitely shout out to those two. Uh, and then in regards to actually coming uh, with the opportunity of working with Bel Air, I actually uh, met Morgan uh, about four years, about four or five years ago. And he was actually working on uh, another short film project for another writer and director. Uh, he loved the work that I did on that. And uh, he asked, you know, if I would be interested in, you know, doing some work for him as well him of course and so he reached out told me he had a guy who had just flew down from uh la and they needed a haircut um and was i available to do so so yeah just let me know what it is that you're looking for he's like you know i kind of want to give it one of those uh back in the 90s type feel maybe a box something like that i was like and what's crazy uh -huh. is i didn't even realize he was doing this for the first person fell there yeah. and the first thing i said was Oh, so you want him to kind of have that look like how Will do on the first sprint. He starts <laughs> laughing. It was like something exactly like that. And he was like, but with your own twist to it. So I ended okay. up, you know, throwing a little, throwing a little, you know, design on the side, kind of giving it more of a, a, a 20, 20, 22 kind of feel, Bob. He loved it. Mm -hmm. um, like a, maybe a week or two later, I get another phone call. He was like, hey, yo, look. You did an amazing job on my first actor. I have another guy who's coming down. I want you to take care of him for me as well. He's like, you're the only guy I trust. I'm like, all right, cool. Brings the guy in. That's when he tells him, hey, yo, look, I got this project that I'm working on. Uh, we're doing like a, a short film uh, in regards to, you know, what if Bel Air had more of a, a stronger uh, drama-type feel to it. I'm like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. yo, that's dope. He's like, yeah. 
but you can't say anything to anybody. I'm like, oh, wow. So literally I'm sitting on this project for at least maybe a year before it actually, you know, was released onto YouTube where Will Smith picked it up, his team enjoyed it, flew Morgan down. It's like, yo, look, we want to make this something into a reality. Morgan was like, all right, let's do it. Morgan reaches out to me. He's like, hey, yo, look, I just got off the phone with Will. I'm about to go down there and talk business with him in regards to making the show, you know, uh, something uh, legit. Would you be interested in coming? I'm like, of course. You know, like, heck, yeah, I'm ready to do it. <laughs> the guy I work next to, Strick, he's like, man, you about to drop everything you're doing, bro? Like, are you, are you serious? Like, bro, that that is a lot that you know that you, you about to uh, – taking into consideration, like, make sure you're really right. prepared for this. So, Strick, I love him to death. He's, he's one of them uh, brothers who, uh, you know, we, we, we're not blood at all, but he, he, he feels more like family than anything. You know what I'm saying? He's always been a mentor uh-huh. to me in the shop. So definitely big shout-out to Strick. And, um, you know, he's always made sure that the decisions that I'm making, that I'm really focused and thinking about it before making those decisions. So I appreciate him for that. And um, wow. so, uh, like, a, I'll say about a year, a year or two goes goes away, and I get a phone call and was like, hey, it's time. And I'm like, okay, so, I mean, you know, you, you guys need me down here in, what, like, a month or so? They was like, oh, no, this was on the Friday I got the phone call, and they was like, no, we need you here Tuesday. So I literally dropped everything I was doing and packed up and moved to L.A. <laughs> okay, so let, let's talk for a second. So what you're saying to me is, you, I think you said his name is Morgan? Morgan Cooper, yes. Morgan Cooper, right. So Morgan, he's he's doing this project um, sort of like a uh, independent situation. And yes, you said he, he, he brought in these actors. Now let me ask you, the actors that he brought in, were they the actors that you um, guys actually have on the show or were these two other actors these were the actors that were actually on the fan base trailer that we made so that was the short that, that yeah. he had uh, put together himself that got the uh, fame that it got in regards to making and creating Bel Air gotcha so yes, ma'am. he made this he made this short and then you know put it on YouTube or what have you Will Smith sees it so a year later is when Morgan calls and say hey um, Will Smith is interested in doing the show. Oh no, actually, so then, this this uh-huh. this call actually happened literally like maybe a few days after we released the show. Like Will Smith, literally, I think we was only at maybe ten thousand views, and his team reached out oh. and told us like, "Hey, Will, yeah, Will wants to see you ASAP." And so that's how that happened. But in regards to actually getting a phone call to start filming Bel Air, it took about uh, maybe a year and a half to almost two years. Gotcha, gotcha, wow. That's a that's a really great story, and it's a great story also for those creators out there who, um, you know, it's so different now. Like before, you had to wait for some big studio to 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 like what you're doing and to green light a project. Now it's like you can go ahead on and shoot your project or shoot a portion of your project and put it on YouTube. And the whole world will see it. Oh, yeah. And anybody yes, can say, "Hey, hey, let's do this." Um, that's definitely a great story. Um, now, let me ask you. You said you moved to LA. Now, did you, was that a permanent move, or was that just a temporary move for while you're shooting the show? Oh no, it was a permanent move for me. Um, going down there, I, I kind of just going off of knowing Morgan and knowing the. the work that he does, like, I, I really already uh-huh. felt in my heart that this was going to be a big success, so I already knew I was going to be out there in L.A. for a while, so, yeah, this was a situation where I knew I was going to be out in L.A. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's, that's nice um, um, that Morgan brought in a Kansas City barber, from what I understand, um, the art, the artist where we see a lot of the artwork on the show is from an artist from Kansas City. Um, yes, so I think that's, that's great. A lot of hometown love. That's really good. Really, really good. 
So, how are you feeling about now that you're, you know, you're set up shop permanently in L.A., how are you feeling about being in L.A., um, you know, knowing all, all that you've done in Kansas City, now you're in L.A., so it's, it's, I'm sure it's somewhat new to you, you know what I mean? Like, do you feel like it's a um, I have to start all over type of thing, even though you know now what you want to do? You know that you want to work in the industry as a barber. Um, does it feel like it's a starting over, or do you? How are you feeling about it all? Um, I mean, it, it's definitely been a, a, a tremendous uh, a move for me. Um, I definitely feel like it's a, a start all over. Um, just you know, mm-hmm. definitely getting my, my my feet grounded in Los Angeles, um, and just you know. Um, just experiencing the industry for movie and film, which is totally different mm-hmm. from being in a barbershop. Uh, you know, uh, transitioning yeah. from one to the other uh, was a little bit difficult at times, but, um, you know, when you really have a passion for what you do, uh, you find a way to get through all obstacles that you're dealt. And uh, just going mm-hmm. out there and being tossed into the lion's den, it's like, hey, yo, look, Morgan brought me out here for a reason. I have to show that reason for everyone else to see so they'll understand mm-hmm. the crab and the talent that is being brought to this production. And so that's all that I had right. on my mind. No matter what I went through, no matter what was thrown at me, I wanted to make sure that they understood, hey, this is Morgan's guy. Let's go. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me go back a little bit. Tell me about what the, the barber culture was like in Kansas City. And, and – you know, and talk a little bit also about the style of a lot of the cuts that you were doing. Okay. Um, in regards to um, the lifestyle of barbers in Kansas City, I feel like we're we're very connected here in our city. Uh, what we do support each other. Um, I mean, it's always love no matter where you go. Um, it's never a hate. Um, like I can call a barber now and be like, hey, yo, look, I have two clients. Need to get in with you. All right, cool. No, no problem. I'll make sure to get them in or vice versa. Like, we're always making sure to feed each other. And so mm-hmm. um, that's one thing about Kansas City, uh, you know, working in that industry that I will miss. It's just the love that I did get from all the barbers and stylists that are in the area that I was in. Um, and uh, it, it's just it's just an amazing feeling. And uh, it puts warmth in your heart to know that there's still people out here who still want to see you do as good as they are. Or if not as good, Absolutely. even better. And so yeah, so we always make sure to push push each other. You know what I mean? Like we all we got, yeah. so we we got to make it happen. You know what I mean? Um, and then as far as Absolutely. like the styles, uh, most most of the styles in Kansas City, uh, you'll find uh, it to be very unique because with us being dead center in the middle of the state, the United States is like we get a taste of Midwest, the West Coast, down south, the east. So you, you can go mm-hmm. somewhere and see a Philly look, go around the corner and see something that they might be doing in Texas. It's just mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a very diverse area, and and you just you really pick up on, on being able to create all these different cuts. So it's, it's never been an issue where someone comes in, they're like, hey, yo, look, I need you to do this cut. And, I mean, we can make it happen, you know. Uh, we're yeah. very keen on uh, blending. Uh, where a lot of places are more so uh, into fading. Like, we like that blended, nice, smooth texture look. Um, we like for our lines to be very detailed. Uh, we, we try to make it to where our cuts are more natural than in hand, you know. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we just want to make sure that the culture of uh, being a barber uh, is still the same as what it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. You know what I mean? It's an art that... Um, it, it it really it really takes dedication to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you get a lot of people nowadays who'll be like, Oh yo, I'm gonna be a barber because I can't get a job. Like that's not how it works, you know what I mean? And right. for us we, we have to make sure to let people understand that. You know what I'm saying? So we definitely gotta right. uh, stay true and came to this industry and let them know like, hey look, if you don't have that love and passion for this then don't get in it because it's definitely not about the money. 
You know what I'm saying? It's about right. creating futures. Um, and that's why I do consider myself, uh, if you ever look at some of my older work on Instagram or Facebook, I always use a hashtag, Barber to the Kid. Uh, because the kids are who created me. You know what I mean? Like, if it wasn't for them, mm-hmm. there would be no Hollywood cuts. And so I always wanted to make sure I gave back to the kids first. Um, and I always will do that. And so I just hope that newer barbers who come into the game, like, they understand that. Like, don't come in for the money. Come in for the love and the passion. Absolutely. You know, um, one thing that I've noticed, because my sister and I have been doing this show for um, 14 years now, and okay. I've noticed I've noticed that, you know, and we've gone to, you know, the trade shows for years, all the, you know, like the beauty trade shows for years. And one of the things that I've noticed is probably within the last, and I might be off on my timing, but maybe let's say within the last, I'll say, eight years, it might not even been that long, but barbers have become so popular. And, you know, for years there's been, um, you know, barber competitions at the different trade shows, um, lots of education for barbers, um, you know, a lot of well-known barbers out there that everyone, like, looks up to and what have you. But it just seems like within the last maybe eight years or so, the attention on barbers have increased. Do you, I don't know if it's social media and and, the, and more exposure, you know what I mean, outside of the barbershop. Yes, ma'am. But where do you think that comes from? Actually, you hit it right on is. the nose. It, de- it definitely has to deal with social media. I think social media is giving that – platform for us to be able to network with other barbers outside of our state or our city, uh, where at first we didn't have that. Like, you literally had to go and travel to this next state or city in regards to meeting these other barbers, where now we are connected, we're stronger, uh, we're, you know, being able to look out for each other, uh, we'll be able to pass tips along the way. Um, and that's just going back to where I was saying, you know, in Kansas City, you'll see so many different styles. Because the barbers in KC, we, we, we definitely reach out to other areas in regards to, like, hey, yo, look, how did you just do that fade? Like, what is this fade that you guys doing out there, called? And the thing is, they are so loved back and be like, hey, yo, look, here's a video. This, you know, show you how to do it, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, that connection between everyone is a lot stronger than what it was back in the day. Uh, the crazy thing is uh, that's actually what helped me out as well. Uh, when I first started cutting, uh, I was an artist, and so the guy, Strick, I was working next to, he seen uh, some work in a tattoo magazine that was done by a barber named Jesse Lima, and he was kind of mm-hmm. like, hey, yo, look, uh, check this out. He's like, man, you should be doing some stuff like this. Uh, at the time, I was doing designs, but I wasn't doing anything that was so detailed and technical, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it out. And he was like, yeah, you should definitely get it with a try. Well, the thing was, inside that magazine, Jesse Lima's information was in there. And so I reached out to Jesse and uh, pretty much just, you know, asked him, you know, tips and trades of how to even get started, uh, who do you use for your color, uh, what do you use for inspiration, things like that. Um, and with Jesse being the barber that he is, uh, he answered and gave me that information I needed. And since then, I've been rocking with it. I've been rolling with it. And, you know, and he's always been – uh, that barber that I've always looked up to, and I still do, you know what I mean? So I, I just want to give a huge shout-out to Jesse Lima for that. And uh, in regards to meeting Jesse, I also ended up meeting a gentleman named uh, G, uh, who goes by G the Barber Wheels, and he introduced me to uh, a product and platform called Exotics. At the time, Exotics was doing hair battles. Um, they was doing uh, the mm-hmm. hair battle tour, sneaker and hair, hair battle tour. Ended up meeting up with Curtis Smith. Uh, he liked how, you know, I was rocking not only for my city, but also for him as well. And I ended up uh, uh, becoming a member of Team Exotic. And, um, mm. you know, just just having that platform as well to work off of was amazing. Uh, Curtis, uh, something I, I've always enjoyed about Curtis is he's ne- he never treated us like employees. He always treated us like family. And uh, that's one thing I felt made his company work so well compared to, like, Patino's or uh, what's the other one, Elegance. You know, uh, to me, they more so had employees, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. it never was really that, that love and that passion that was needed to push the product compared to what we were doing. 
And so um, a huge shout-out to Curtis Smith as well and Team Exotic. Um, and uh, actually, D.O. Uh, Barber, he um, was actually the first person who taught me how to get up in front of a class of 200 people and present what it is that I do. And so I just want to give him love on that as well. Um, I remember, nice. once again, being thrown into a den of wolves and, and, and or lions, however you want to say. Um, we were in mm-hmm. Atlanta, and Curtis ended up allowing me to do a class for exotics at Bronner Brothers. I'm walking to the classroom, and, yeah, it was about two, 300 people sitting there waiting for a class to, you know, begin. And uh, the nerves hit me at first, but I, I got into the flow, and the class came out amazing. So um, ever since then, I've nice. been rocking hard. Yes, ma'am. Nice. So, yeah, so I, I, I really feel like, yeah, social media has definitely been a huge platform for our industry, and um, I'm just glad that we have it. You know what I mean? I'm just glad that we're able to uh, connect with each other the way we are now. Right. Um, what do you think makes a great barber? Um, honestly, when I first started, I always wanted to be considered the best. Um, once I started to get into the industry and started to get years under me, I realized there's no such thing. Um, everyone is, is gifted equally. Um, what it is is certain clients like their hair done a certain way. So a fade that I do, I might think it's amazing, but it might not be for them. The barber next to me might do the fade that they want. That doesn't mean that he's better or I'm worse. It just means that the client prefers his style different than mine. So I feel like there's there's really no one out there that is better. You know what I mean? We're all just in our own lane doing our own craft for the the clients who appreciate our work. And as long as you have that connect with your clients and with yourself, I feel like that is what makes your um, – your business or your success uh, multiply to an altitude that it goes. Like you can't never try to put yourself in competition with someone else. Only competition you should have is with yourself, and that's it. Absolutely, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Now, if you weren't a barber, what do you think you would be doing? Huh, that's a good question. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I never thought about that because all I cared about was Barbara. <laughs> you know, um, I got you. and it's crazy because, yeah, those, those are things that I feel like we do need to sit back and think about, you know. Um, there could be uh, an accident that happens where I can't use my arms or hands anymore, so I do have to take into consideration, like, what if? But uh, at the time, I'm going to be honest, I never thought about that, so I don't have an answer for that one right now. Okay, I guess I got oh, you we, on that. We huh? got them on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. If I'm, if I'm caught, I'm caught up. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, that means it's, it's really something that you're passionate about and that you really love and, and really can't see yourself doing anything else. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I mean, it's been times where I didn't even realize, you know, um, I'm doing a haircut, and it's been times where, you know, a guy, he comes up off the street, he doesn't have the money to pay me, but it's just having that passion where I'm like, you know what, it doesn't even bother me. I did good. I made, you know, the money I needed to make that day. Just have a seat, man. I get you in there. Um, Cut him up. Like a week or two later, he comes back, and you know what? He, he puts a twenty on my 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 chair. He's like, "Thank you, bro." Like I ended up getting a job. I just started. I just got my first check. He said, "This is all I really had left," and uh, I just wanted to, you know, thank you for uh, not turning me away because I really needed that cut, and that made me feel good that I had the opportunity to do that for someone. You know, uh, one of the things about me that a lot of people will tell you is like I, I have a very big heart when it comes to everyone else. Like. If it's me and you and it's $5 left and we only got $5 to eat, I'm going to let you eat. I'll wait for the next go around. Like, that's the type of person I am, you know. And so I ended up giving the 20 back to the guy and just told him, you know, now that you're working, if you are able to afford it or, you know, if you want, you're definitely welcome to my chair. And he came back a few right. few times, you know, and, and got cut. And uh, 
he, he turned out to be a great guy. So it's like one of those situations where I never try to turn anybody away. You know, you never know someone's situation, and sometimes we can be the reason why that person smiles. You know what I mean? So I always want to make sure that I kept that in mind and kept that in my heart, you know, to always be able to help out others if I can do so. And so I'm just glad that I have the platform that I have to be able to create and do that. So I'm always going to be true to that. Nice. Nice. That's really good. So let's talk a little bit about Bel Air. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, ma'am. Okay. So you go to the show. It's, 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 you know, working on that level was a new experience for you. Um, what was it like first day? Like, did you... I can't remember if he said um, y'all had a camera test or not. Did y'all have a camera test? Oh, man, yes, we we actually did. So the camera test was done on Wednesday. I think I want to say it was September 7th, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm sorry, no, it was actually, no, it was September 3rd, I think. September 7th is when we actually left and went to Philly. So September 3rd, I have my camera test. Mind you, I've never done this before. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be. So I'm just like a, a chicken with his head cut off. I'm just all over the place. Uh, so I get there, um, and I ended up uh, having one of the uh, PAs pick me up, bring me down to the station, uh, show me exactly, you know, what room we were going to be in, because at the time we didn't have our trailers yet. And so, you know, I'm in this room, uh, nervous. I ended up meeting a young lady by the name of Denise. Uh, she's actually, uh, she was the uh, department head for uh, makeup on Bel Air. Um, and from from that get-go, she literally took me under her wings. Uh, me and Miss Denise were uh, as close as can be, uh, love her to death. And, you know, it, it was just fun rocking out with her. And um, so we ended up getting the day started. Uh, and next thing you know, they bring Ali Salonton in for his haircut. And this is the gentleman who plays um, Carlton. So he sits down, and I'm literally looking like, okay, what are we about to do? Because at the time, I I really didn't get any instructions or direction on what type of look to give me. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of like looking like, okay, I can kind of play with this. Um, And I ended up, you know, doing the cut. um, And at the time, he had his hair grown out on top. And I took it down a little bit. And I think that was probably the only thing Morgan was kind of like, ah, he, you know, would have rather had left it longer. Uh, but he loved the look. And um, the next person that I cut was uh, Jabari Banks, who plays Will Smith. And um, at the time, he kind of already had the, the style of what Morgan was looking for. Um, it just needed a better fade put on it. So I ended up cleaning up, mm-hmm. you know, the cut, putting a, a fade on it, lining him up, and uh, cleaning off his face. And boom, you know, uh, gave him his look. And it, it just, from there... It just, uh, it was a, a great feeling because at that time, me and Jabari were actually starting on our first shows together. Um, and I think that's oh, what nice. maybe uh, brought me and his connection closer um, because it was like we were all we had. You know what I'm saying? Like I had his back, he had my back, and uh, we've been rocking like that ever since. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was just a good feel. And uh, the energy was always there, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, when they see us together, they think uh, I've been working with Jabari forever, and it's like, nah, we we just met about six, seven months ago. Uh, But to (laughs) others, it seemed like a lifestyle. So I'm just glad that we we got that understanding with each other. Well, let me ask you. uh, um, Yes. Let me me ask you, because you said Jabari somewhat had the kind of look that Morgan was going for already. How different was that look? or how similar was that look from the look that you did over a year or so ago when he was doing the short and you worked on an actor? Uh, the only difference was uh, when I did the short, we actually had put a design on the side of that wheel's head. Uh, with Jabari, we just kept it uh, a little bit nicer and cleaner, and we then ended up doing the design for jazz instead. So uh, that's how that actually took place. Yeah, gotcha. so with Jabari, yeah, he already. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying. I was just saying, but the style was 
kind of similar? Yeah, the style was, was, was definitely similar. Uh, just a little uh, longer on top for Jabari than what it was for our other actor. Nice. Nice. I love it. I, I love it because listening to you talk so far throughout the show, you know, especially how you were talking about, you know, it being in Kansas City and you guys kind of being exposed to the different looks um, from a lot of different parts of the country and then just being able to, you know, share with other barbers um, is good because, you know, a lot of times people come from other places and they're dead set on, you know, that look from where whatever city they're on. I remember working on a show here in Atlanta and the guy was from Philly. He's from Philly that was working on the show and he was okay. like when he – when he, I think he wound up cutting off all of his hair because he was like he could never find a Philly barber here in Atlanta because every time he would go to the um, barber shop, they would want to give him, you know, I don't know, whatever. But he was looking for something more like what they do in Philly, you know. Yes. And um, the guy, but some guy was like, well, you know, this book, this guy over here, he from Brooklyn. He was like, that ain't the same. Philly and Brooklyn are not the same. Um, and I guess whatever they were offering here in Atlanta just wasn't enough, so he cut off all his hair. So that's why yeah. I was wondering about. But you pretty much you pretty much answered it though. But I, that's why I was wondering about Jabari's look. Jabari is actually from Philly, so in my mind, I kind of figured that he would kind of be wearing a style very similar to you know what they wear in Philly. And then the fact that he's playing a character who's from Philly. You know, and and it, you know, his character's from Philly. He comes to Bel Air, but he has to have that look. But he was already walking in there with the look, so that kind of um, answered the question. But it's kind of good because what I hear you saying is, you can kind of adapt to almost anything and kind of give um, give a producer or a director the look from somewhere else. Like you're not doesn't sound like you're one of these barbers who I can only do what they're doing in Kansas City. That's oh, not, no, not that's at not all. What getting, that's not what I'm getting from you at all, you know. Not at all. Um, not at all. So that's a good thing. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, you know, with, with a lot of barbers, that, that is an issue uh, that a majority of us do have. Uh, with me, I'm mm-hmm. more so, uh, I work for the client. The client doesn't work for me, you know what I'm saying? So, I want to be able to produce and give that client what they're asking for. Um, Now, have we been asked to do some things that we know is impossible? Yes. But I still try to give them as close as possible to what they're asking for. Uh, And then, of course, you you know, I go into explaining why they can't get this look or uh, what it would take in order to make sure that they get this look. You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure they have an understanding that um, instead of me just saying, no, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I always try to uh, uh, work through situations and uh, make it the best for not only myself but for my client as well, you know. And um, mm-hmm. it, it's always, you know, you, you have to get a client what they want, you know. Um, you can't put that same fade or same taper on everyone who comes through that door. Somebody might want their their fade a little higher or a little lower. They might not want it as bald as the other guys was. So you have to do that. You have to get that, that – um, that information when they sit down, you know, and I think that's where a lot of barbers lack now. It's like once a client sits down, they just automatically do what they want to do, and we, we have to get away from that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How how different was it for you? I know um, you're saying, you know, when you first got to the show, it's a lot different from, than working in um, I'm gonna the be, barber shop. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, what really did help me out um, was my brother, uh, Tayari Edwards. Um, me and Tayari actually met when I was working with Exotics uh, during, the, uh, you know, the hair battles. And we ended up, I want to say it was Tampa. We ended up meeting in Tampa. And since Tampa, we always had that connection. We always, you know, uh, had that, that good vibe, that good flow with each other. And Tayari actually reached out to me uh, when he found out that there was going to be another barber. 
on set with him. Mm-hmm. He was like, because uh, he knew me by Hollywood. He didn't know me by Mike, but they said Mike from Kansas City. Right. And he was like, Kansas City? He's like, I only know one barber from KC who's cold. You know, um, and so he, he pulled my page up and got my number and called me. And he was like, hey, yo, bro, he's like, uh, oh, man, are you working on a, a show called Bel Air? And I was like, yeah, I said, actually, I'll be out there uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. And <laughs> he got so excited, man. And just to hear the joy in his voice when we talked, let me know that this is a gentleman that I knew I was going to be probably working the rest of my life with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's just uh, uh, when you find somebody who has that same passion um, that you have with what you do, but also has that same heart and energy that you have as well, when it comes to giving and want to make sure that others are, are pushed to do their best, like that's what Tiari is. You know, Tiari, yeah. he's one to make sure that I'm calling you my brother for a reason. I want to make sure when you're down here that you're taken care of. He doesn't want anyone in Kansas City to worry about me. He'll let it be known. Hey, look, while he's here in L.A., we got him. While he's there with you guys, yeah, I have him back. But we got his back while we're here in L.A. And I love him for that. I love him for that. Um, Because, like I said, when I went down there, I went down there with the last few dollars uh, that me and my fiance had. And and at the time, uh, it was crazy. Like, you know, I'm here in L.A., uh, hadn't got a check yet, didn't know what I was making, but I knew with the faith that I had in Morgan that I was going to be okay, and my family back home knew that. And Tayari knew it as well, and they all just pushed me to make sure that I stay grounded to what I was there for, and it, it was just very appreciative for what he did for me, you know what I'm saying, him and his family. So yeah. I'm always going to have that love for Tayari. And, um, yeah. you know, just just having somebody that has your back like that, it, it, it was a blessing. Absolutely. And when he was on the show um, talking – about you know about the show and about you, how you guys figured out you know, like like how he figured out you were the you know the barber that he knew from you know from a long time ago. Um, yes. I could tell that that he had your back. Just the way he oh, talked yes. about you, I could really tell that he had your back, which is really really good because sometimes um, on a lot of shows that I've I've experienced over the years, like people new coming in who may have never done this before. Um, some people don't show love at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, so ma'am. when yes, I was listening to him talk, I was like, you know, this is really special. This is really good. Um, and it seemed like the whole entire hair and makeup uh, department, just listening to him talk, seems like the whole entire hair and makeup department embraced you. Um, oh, yes. And definitely shout out to uh, Tanya and Roxy too. Uh, Tanya was actually my first department head um, that I worked with, and um, you know I, I learned a lot from her as well as with Roxy. Um, now the thing about Roxy that stood out so mo- uh, so so big to me was the first day that I worked with Roxy, I made uh, a mistake on uh, um, putting out information in, in front of the cast that. You know, normally you're used to doing that with clients in the chair, but you can't do that with actors. And when I say, oh, my gosh, she snatched my butt up so fast, pulled me over to that side, gave me a nice little chewing (laughs) out, that right there let me know, hey, she has my back. Because I felt like if she didn't care, she wouldn't have done what she did. And since Mm -hmm. that day, I always rocked hard with a Roxy, and I love her for that because she seen in me, um, the same things that Morgan and Tayari seen, you know what I'm saying? And she pushed me mm-hmm. to become um, this better barber working on set. Um, she helped me through the transition of going from a barber shop to working actually on a studio set. And um, um, I see why she she's spoken very highly in the streets of Hollywood. Like she is not mm-hmm. only bad with the hairstyles that she do, but she's also amazing and great at making sure that the people who work around her have that same passion and energy that she has, and she wants all of us to do amazing. And I just I thank her for that. And I kid you not, if Bella don't bring her back for the next few seasons we have, we're gonna have some problems. <laughs> we're gonna have some problems because I, I I need I need her strength and her guidance for for the next few years because it's, I feel like it's still more that I can learn. 
And um, I just I, right. I enjoy learning from her. So, you know, shout out to Roxy Lindsay for that. And uh, especially, uh, you know, um, something I also learned is even though I wasn't in their department, I learned a lot from uh, Miss Denise and Keisha as well um, in regards to, you know, uh, transitioning from where I was to working in the industry. Um, and it, it's just that love and passion that the hair and makeup have for each other. And I would hear people all the mm-hmm. time on set say, you know, this is something that you really never see a lot. Um where everybody is watching each other's back. It was like we were actually a unit. We were a village. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone made sure that I had everything that I needed in regards to being successful with what I'm doing, and I love them for that. And I mean, I miss them now, you know. And it, it was hard doing that last scene on that last day. Like, wow, like, you know, this is it. We just did season one. I'm like, well, when we start season two, I'm ready. You know, everybody else like, calm down now. You know, we got to take, you got to take a little breather. I'm like, no, forget that. Let's let's get on the next one. And so it, it's just they gave me that energy and they gave me that 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 feeling of wanting to be around everybody. So um, we we had an amazing crew. We had an amazing cast. Um, you know, for this to be my first g- uh, job or gig ever working, they made it mm-hmm. the best experience that I've ever had in my life, and it's going to be very hard to top that. I really feel that. You know what I'm saying? And then, so you have to have that understanding like everywhere you go isn't going to be like that. But right, right. now I'm going to cherish and enjoy every moment of what I'm having right now. And that is the crew and cast of Bel Air, the creator of Bel Air, our um, pro- uh, producers um, from camera guys to the guys who were working with the, the sound to just uh, the PAs that were even on set, like we were a family, and I felt that. And so I just I love and appreciate all those guys for everything, and I am really looking forward to hopefully seeing everybody back for season two. Now, when you say Miss Denise, are you talking about Denise Reese? Uh, Denise uh, Ruiz. Yes. 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 Miss Nisi, Yes. Oh my God! Know I love her that very lady. Well. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> she is the best. She is the best, you know. And she, she, she has that motherhood about her. You know what I mean? And um, she, she's not only you know there for you on set, but she's also there for you offset as well. You know, I have a, a, mm-hmm. a little boy who's uh, getting ready to be one next month, and uh, just how Miss Denise, you know, took my child in as if that was hers, you know, buying him the, the gifts for, you know, Christmas, and I know she's going to get him something for his birthday, because she'll tell you, oh, Kyxon, that's my baby. <laughs> so I just love Miss Denise's <laughs> energy, man, and it, it's definitely a pleasure working with her as well. So um, I'm just grateful to have all these amazing people around me. Absolutely. That is that's so wonderful. Um, it really is. And people don't realize how important it is. But those people who work as barbers or hairstylists and makeup artists but don't work in this part of the business don't really realize how important it is to have that, um, how do I put it, like when your department, your hair and makeup department, comes together and you all work together well and you all get along. And then on top of that, you're just working with a great crew of people. People don't realize how important that is to have that on the show because there's so many things happening, so many things happening fast. Um, yes. The last thing you want to worry about is the person that you stand next to or, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to have to be worrying about negative energy, you know, or um, not getting along with people and that kind of thing. So it's very important. Very, very important. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, definitely important. And on another interview I had did uh, probably about a month ago, I remember they, them asking me, like, did I feel like when we were filming Bel Air, did I see it becoming the success that it has, you know, created um, since, you know, airing? Um, and I told him yes. Like the reason why is because that show was made off of everyone's passion and love for wanting this mm-hmm. project to do so amazing. You know, um, of course you have a few who you know they're on set. They're only there because of the money. 
maybe 10% of the crew we had, that's what they wanted. You know, the 90% that we had, they was working because of the passion and the love for what they do. They seen the vision. Um, they seen what Morgan was trying to create, and they wanted to make it happen. They wanted to make it a reality. And I feel like that's why that show is doing so great, because when you think of how the cast was working with each other and how the crew was working with each other, it was a family. It was, it, it was an environment that made people want to be there. They didn't feel like they were being slaves at work or, you know, um, uh, didn't want to be there at all. So it was just it, it was just an amazing, amazing feeling, and it was just a joy to have that to start off my career with, um, and that's something that I feel I will never forget is my first gig being on Bel Air. Like, that will always be with me. Uh, till I grow old, you know, that probably be that story I tell to the kids, the grandkids, every time I see them, they're like, well, Papa, you know, you done told me this story already. I'm like, I don't care. You're going to hear it again. So, yeah, so I'm just excited. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I think one of the things that really keeps me going, too, is, is actually just seeing Morgan, seeing the expression on his face and seeing the joy of seeing this egg that he set for everyone to have hatch, and it became an amazing swan. You know, um, it's just a, a beautiful uh, project that was pieced together well, um, and I'm just happy and excited that he is having the success that he's having because he, he, he earned it. Like Morgan, he, he cares for everyone else, and he wants everyone else to do so well. Like he never worries about himself. And so for him to get all these accolades that he's getting now, I'm glad that he's getting them because, yeah, it, it was his time. And so I just hope it continues for him. And I just can't wait to see what else he gives to the world. Uh, Morgan has amazing talent. He has an amazing mind and that heart. It's going to take him far. So I, I'm just ready to be uh, right there connected with him and, and making sure that, that those dreams come true for him. Always. He's always going to be – I'm always going to be right there with him, making sure to have his back no matter what. So I just, you know, want to make sure he know that. And everyone else knows that, like, this Bel Air is not just it for him. Like, the, the sky is the limit when it comes to Morgan and his creation. So just be ready. Uh-oh. So what's, what's next for Hollywood Cuts? Uh, what's next for me? Um, I'm, I'm actually uh, – I'm waiting to see what that, that, that uh, next level or next step for me is as well. Um, good news is um, – I did become the personal for Jabari Banks, Jordan, L. Jones, and Ollie. And so being their personals, I'm being able to experience and enjoy uh, what it's like to work offset uh, for your actors as well, uh, for interviews, yeah. for other television shows, and uh, for, you know, projects that they have going on outside. And so I'm still actually in that mindset, and I'm still in that zone of uh, still putting in amazing, great quality work and just enjoying this, this, this ride right now, you know. Um, who knows, one of them might pick up a project here soon, and I'll be on that project working uh, until, you know, we start uh, season two for Bel Air. So I, I'm just excited, and uh, I just have my doors open for whatever comes my way. Um, I'm never going to turn down a blessing and uh, just work towards it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, my prayer for you is that you have many, many opportunities to um, to share your gifts, um, you know, with whatever production or, or with the world, many opportunities. Um, and I know you'll go far. Just listening to you tonight, you have the right attitude. Um, I can definitely tell that you are a team player. Um, and I'm saying this because I've, I've had experiences over the years working with, you know, um, different people, and there are a lot of people that are not team players. There are a lot of people who who are there to just shine, um, and it's all about them. Um, but I know that's not does not sound like it's the case with you. So, again, my prayer says you have many opportunities to do what you love. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, yeah. And I'm going to be honest, um, let me uh, mess up and, and get out of line. I can definitely see Strick or Joey. Um, coming down to L.A. And, and, and putting a nice foot in my butt and getting me corrected because, uh, yeah, he'll tell you, like, he'll tell you, 
I'm your daddy. I ain't raised you like that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just want to make sure that, uh, you know, with, with Strick, man, I, I really want to make sure that I am making him proud because uh, uh, Strick, he, he definitely uh, took a chance uh, with bringing me into the shop and uh, taking me under his wing and just really showing me the ropes of what it takes not only to be a barber but to just be a professional, you know, uh, to be able to – uh, manage my money, to be able to save, to be able pro- to provide for my family, uh, to have faith, to, uh, you know, give tithes, to make sure I'm in church and, and make sure I know who my uh, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is. And when you have somebody like that that has your back, like, you're going to go far. And um, that's why I feel like, you know, uh, a lot of my success is uh, definitely uh, um, connected to um, strict just bringing me in and just, uh, being that mentor for me that I needed, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to definitely give a huge shout-out to Strick. Um, and for everyone who's listening, um, he is actually on Instagram. He goes by uh, uh, Strick, Stays Fo- Strick Stays Focus. Uh, so make sure to log in and follow him. He's actually uh, not only a barber, but he's also a pilot as well. So he's actually the first black pilot that I have met. And not only is he a pilot, but he owns his own airplane. So that that, like – Stuff like that makes me know and understand that it's never a limit to what we can do if you put your mind to it and and work towards that process. And so um, I just want to make sure I continue to do that uh, so that way I can show my kids, like, anything's possible. So definitely just want to say thank you to Strick. Absolutely. Absolutely. So last question. What's your definition of money? Um, Ooh. Uh, my definition of beauty, let me see. You got to come up with an answer for this one. <laughs> um, for me, beauty is within. Um, I always tell people, you know, when when you meet someone, um, their appearance can change. You know, you don't want to go off of looks. You want to go off of their energy, their personality. That's what I consider beauty to be. How are they in regards to being a person? Are they kind-hearted? Um, do they do they um, do they give to to others, or do they feel they need to receive from others? Like that's 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 where you see beauty and ugliness is is within. It's not on the outside for me. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I really enjoyed speaking with you tonight. Uh, why don't you oh, no share? Sean, why don't you share where you are on social media so people can go follow you? Okay. Um, so I'm actually on Instagram, and you can follow me at Hollywood Cuts, and I spell that C-U-T-T-Z-L-L-C. And then I'm also on Facebook at Mike Russaw, R-U-S-S-A-W. And um, that's pretty much it for me. I got a Twitter, but I'm still kind of – Trying to figure that out, so I'm going to have to take a little time before I start trying to get followers on that. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get my hashtags together. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you you let us know when you get it together. (laughs) I definitely will. And it's definitely been a pleasure uh, speaking with you ladies, and I hope that we uh, in the future get to do another interview. I had an amazing time with you guys, so I thank you. Absolutely, of course, of course. See, if you if you were familiar with how Twitter works, we would we normally jump on Twitter after we leave this show for our Twitter Spaces, where we jump okay. on and we just talk a little bit more. Um, so maybe the next time you're on, you can jump on Twitter Spaces with us. Hey, hey, I, I got you, I got you. You know what? I'm probably going to the house and try to figure it out now, so I can go ahead and jump on tonight with you guys. Because <laughs> okay. we're um, we're already following you on Twitter, so um, I'll send you right. an invitation. All right. Well, I definitely appreciate it, ladies. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great night. All right. You guys as well. You have a blessed one and a blessings and amazing journeys to everyone who's on with us as well. You guys have a good night. Thank All you. Right. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right. Yes, ma'am. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate you. Um, Again, we're jumping on Twitter spaces in probably about three or four minutes once we get it set up. So um, hang in there with us. 
And um, that's all we have for tonight. Um, again, next Sunday night we're doing um, um, some shows for AJ Crimson. We'll be, we're going to be playing both of the interviews that we we did with him. Um, one, I think it was in 2020, and the other was some years ago. But we'll be playing both of those shows next Sunday night, okay? So that's all we have here tonight. Thank you for all who listened, either by phone or online. And for those who will listen on the playback, thank you so very much for joining us. And we'll talk with you guys next week. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. <laughs>